Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. My name is Dean and today we're going to be talking to Timothy Gick, who is the CEO of Spotcoin. Now, Spotcoin are an over-the-counter clearinghouse that provide ease of movement between fiat and cryptocurrencies based in Georgia. They're expanding their operations to include things like mining, education in the Black Sea region, and they're also building a global digital exchange and point-of-sale solution. So Tim is going to tell us all about that. Wherever you're listening to this, be it YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes, don't forget to subscribe. And if you think this content is useful, we always appreciate a share. All right, let's move on to the interview. On the line, I have Timothy Gick, CEO of Spotcoin, whose mission is to, quote, be a trusted digital currency provider and regional authority on blockchain technology, making the smart economy work for everyone through empowerment, transparency, and innovation in the Black Sea region and beyond. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, Tim. How are you? Yes, thank you so much, Dean, and uh, thank you, Neo News Today. Really, really great publication. We we track you guys daily. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for coming on. So um, can you start by telling our listeners uh, a little bit about your background and how you came to be involved with blockchain? Yeah, that's a that's kind of an interesting question. Um, so I... I, you know, really revolves around uh, my time here in the Republic of Georgia. Um, I came out here in 2013 as a foreign advisor. I was a Marine intelligence officer, uh, did three years in Afghanistan, and actually was out here training the Georgian armed forces to go to Afghanistan. That's how I initially came out to Georgia. That was five years ago. Um, kind of fast forward, um, I opened up a restaurant as kind of like a pet project. And then I had another uh, business, which I still have uh, to this day, doing kind of um, military support, uh, mostly focused on logistics. Um, the One of the co-founders of Spotcoin, uh, Andrew Thornhill, would always go to my restaurant. And that's how I met him. And we, we became friends. And basically, um, you know, Spotcoin started as an OTC in, uh, in 2016, and it grew rapidly. And so Andrew and I had a, had a sit-down. And he talked about me coming on board because of my background. Um, we actually did a little bit of business together uh, through my other company. And he liked how kind of my approach to, to management. And I came on board and we scaled up from there. Awesome. It's, uh, it never ceases to amaze me how this space seems to attract people from all different walks of life. You could you could do a whole show on it, I reckon. So um, it looks like there are... Looking at the Spotcoin uh, project, it looks like there are kind of five main facets of the business model, maybe. Um, as you mentioned, you've got the OTC clearinghouse. Um, there's the exchange, mm -hmm. uh, the mining operation, SpotPay, which is a, a point of sales service. Uh, and then you've got the Black Sea Blocks, Blockchain Institute as well. So do you maybe want to give us the elevator pitch first and foremost as a bit of an introduction, and then maybe tell us a little bit about each of those initiatives and how they, I guess, kind of complement one another? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, like I was mentioning before, we we identified um, really a fragmented marketplace, particularly with high volume trades. That's the inception of the company. Um, we're able to kind of service those those uh, business clients that needed to get out of their positions quickly, um, and with really no marketing whatsoever. You know, we cleared over ten million dollars in transactions last year. Um, we're scaling up this year as well. Um, with that, we noticed um, a deficiency in the marketplace as far as education. And I think first and foremost, 
um, people need to be educated. I mean, we all do. I mean, I'm constantly reading, um, trying to harness as much you know information as possible um, so we can arm ourselves to make better decisions. And um, so w- with that, we, we decided to take an initiative to start an institute uh, focused on the Black Sea region. So we found, uh, we just did a road show um, in April and basically hit up all the countries around doing speaking engagements, conferences, and everything else. And it was very well received. And, um, you know, we had a number of people just kind of starving for, for you know, blockchain education. So we are going to uh, basically do an incubator situation with uh, Georgia American University. We, we have a very good relationship with them. In fact, the president spoke at our recent summit, which was two weeks ago, where we did the first blockchain-focused um, summit, you know, with representation around the Black Sea region. It was really exciting. Had over 200 people show, including uh, government officials from, you know, the Georgian government and also some other ambassadors, Turkish ambassador, Swedish ambassador was there as well. So um, it was a really big event. But, you know, we we really want to kind of put, first and foremost, education aspect. Um, secondary to that, um, you know, we have existing mining going right now through our mining partnerships, um, which will scale up, you know, post-ICO. Um, and then what I'm particularly excited about is our fiat exchange. Um, we can go into the specifics later, but, you know, in essence, you know, being a neocentric organization, um, we want to focus on, you know, a simplistic interface that focuses on four core trading pairs of which neo gas is kind of primary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, spot pay, of course, like you're talking about, you know, the merchant processing, you know, enabling full spectrum um, support, uh, for, for digital currency payments, which, you know, definitely there's other ones out there for sure. Um, but we wanted to have that, um, you know, you know, within this region, um, as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like the two minute elevator pitch if you want. Yeah, no worries. So with the, the Black Sea Blockchain Institute, uh, we're talking about education here. What sort of education uh, are we discussing? Are we talking about like development? Are we talking about uh, you know uh, use of um, just the general public on, on how to use blockchain and, and how to do it safely? Are we talking about regulation? Uh, what what kinds of education are you going for there? Well, it's a little bit of a mix of all that. Uh, so I think you know um, we want to provide an provide an avenue uh, for you know young innovators that don't necessarily have the means. Um, uh, whether it's financially or accessibility to, you know, subject matter expertise. Um, so we're really bringing a lot of like good talent, a little, uh, you know, a lot of good SMEs, you know, that come in here from the region that are able to, you know, educate um, those innovators and help, you know, provide them with, uh, you know, the tools that they need to get their idea launched. Um, you know, in conjunction with that, there's, uh, you know, obviously the regulation standpoint. Uh, I think the Georgian government is very, very interested um, in this technology. In, in fact, they're one of the early adopters of mm-hmm. this technology. The Georgian government was actually the first one to put uh, their land deeds on the blockchain, like wow. in the entire world. So that in itself for such a small country of, you know, just under 5 million uh, population, it's really outstanding. And it really kind of shows me that um, their interest is peaked, um, that they want to find further use cases for this. And I think that down the road, there might be some kind of subsidy situation where, um, you know, they'll help um, maybe, you know, possibly, you know, financially or give tax provisions or whatever to uh, to organizations that are, you know, utilizing this technology or especially from education side, you know, facilitating education opportunities for for locals and for the region. Cool. 
Awesome. So let's talk about the exchange a little bit because I don't know if you feel this way, but looking in, it looks like that's kind of the, the big the big part of this project, the digital exchange. Um, <clears throat> now, there's been a lot of talk about uh, decentralized exchanges and, and, and them being the future and how the centralized model is kind of dying down a little bit. And, uh, you know, Hong Fei has spoken about DEXs being the next killer app for blockchain, all that sort of thing. But so how will the Spotcoin digital exchange be set up? And if you're going for that centralized model, um, you know, what are the functional or maybe legal regional benefits that you might get out of that, that going down that mm -hmm. path? I mean, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, we, we've, we've had a, we had a exclusive interview with the Hong Fei in Seoul. Um, you know, we, we've all, we're, we were able to meet him in Amsterdam um, and definitely, you know, we share his vision, his 2020 vision for, you know, 100,000 DPS. We, we like the decentralized focus, but the fact of the matter is there's still a necessity uh, to bring fiat into the ecosystem. There has to be a fiat, you know, you know, inlet. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, Spotcoin's, um, you know, future fiat exchange will be the only, you know, neo blockchain uh, company to do that. Um, now there's, the, you know, there's others, obviously, there's other fiat exchanges, but to really focus just, um, you know, for more kind of like global adoption of the neo companies, um, I, you know, there's nothing out there to my knowledge, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, now, uh, Switchio is a great, great uh, company, you know, obviously it's a DEX, um, you know, NEX as well. Um, so, you know, there's really good decentralized exchanges out there and we're partnering with them as well. Um, and we're excited to work with them, but there still is, like I said, you know, the requirement, um, unless maybe, you know, 50 years from now when, when there's no more paper money or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, but, but for the time being, you know, we're going to help facilitate that. And we like to pride ourselves as an integrating organization. Um, we like to highlight others. We like to, you know, really kind of boost the, the whole neo community um and really kind of put their accomplishments forward um because their success is our success that's how i see it um so that's that's one reason why you know we can talk about the airdrop later but you know we we, we really launched the first um airdrop to focus on some of the other um organizations rather than ours and and we really like that cool and I think that's important. And and the reason I brought up that, you know, that question about the, the centralized, decentralized model is there's a, a mindset in this space that decentralization equals good, centralization equals bad. But, you know, it's not the case at all. Uh, they're just different. Uh, in some cases, the centralized model is the appropriate model. Um, and I can see how, you know, with the, the fiat on and off ramps, that is the, the right, you know, solution for this particular project. Um, and if I understand correctly, uh, you're going to be supporting a range of different fiat, fiat currencies from a bunch of different countries from within that Black Sea region. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. So basically all the applicable currencies around the Black Sea region, um, we will have a mechanism for them to basically go from, you know, Moldovan lay uh, into neo gas, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, Ukrainian uh, grievnas, you know. Uh, that kind of thing. So Georgian um, gel and everything else. So yeah, I mean, we we really wanted to provide um, the locals a, a way to get in because you know when we did our roadshow, um, a lot of cases people wanted to invest and they just couldn't. They simply couldn't, um, or they had a, some kind of you know four degrees of separation to get to um, you know whatever coin, you know, uh, X coin, whatever they wanted to get. And it was just ridiculous. And they had to pay like, you know, 15% in fees plus, you know, large, 
you know, margin to, to, you know, two or three different organizations. So it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, and especially with Neo, um, I think it's kind of hard in this region to, to, to get into Neo, and we really want to, to, to facilitate that. Oh, mate, it's, it's not just that region. It's, it's hard here in the States. Um, you know, you've got to yeah. go through Bitcoin or Litecoin, Ethereum, buy on one exchange, send to another, buy the Neo, send back to another exchange if you want to get out. So, um, you know, direct Neo gas to, to fiat exchanges sounds like something that's very sorely needed. Um, all right, so let's talk about some of the other things you're working on. Uh, the, the mining operation is particularly interesting. Um, you have a partnership with a company that uses hydroelectric power to, uh, to, to power this whole operation. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's going on there? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, Georgia is uniquely positioned um, really globally. Um, its, its biggest discriminator is the, the, the Georgian economy, uh, you know, from a power standpoint, um, it's like well over 80% of it comes from hydropower, which, which is really interesting. You know, so clean, green energy, you know, there's always the, the complaints, you know, surrounding mining, uh, particularly with, you know, Bitcoin mining, um, that there's such waste and, you know, they could be using that power elsewhere and yada, yada. And, you know, for that argument, there's definitely some, uh, some, some truth in that. Um, now, uh, here in Georgia, we're able to use the, you know, hydroelectric power. Um, so currently, um, through, through our mining partnership, we have alliance here. Uh, so Golden Fleece, um, they were the first ICO here in Georgia, uh, run by, you know, really, really, uh, you know, sharp team. Um, there's Ambit Mining, um, there's Bitfury. I think a lot of people have heard of Bitfury. They were one of the very first organizations out here that really kind of took, took a, a foothold, uh, you know, really glo- from, from a global standpoint for, for mining. Um, they're one, they're one of the market leaders. So, you know, people really, um, once they started to do their homework, they came to the realization that they needed to establish their footprints in Georgia. Um, I think especially after, you know, things were happening in China, um, we found that a lot of the Chinese organizations that were doing mining there um, were kind of, um, to avoid risk, uh, kind of kind of did some split operations and started buying up, you know, opportunities here in Georgia um, to kind of hedge against some, some future regulations there in China. Um, but yeah, we, we, we've got a good mining partnership here. We're actually, um, as we speak, building a $3.25 million mining facility. It's a, we've already broken ground. Um, we got some great videos of them doing construction. Um, that construction will be completed before the end of the year. And then post ICO will scale up, um, that building, you know, and outfit it, uh, accordingly. And, uh, we're definitely excited about that. Um, and you know, I think Georgia is, is, it's already a market leader, but it's like more visibility is going to come to this region for sure. Cool. And as far as the mining goes, how does that fit in with the operation? So it's, it's not like a Genesis where people purchase cloud mining contracts or anything like that, right? It's more to, uh, you know, provide liquidity to your OTC and things like it things like that. Am I understanding correctly? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that, that, that's one of the functions for sure. Um, you know, that, that, that is nice that, you know, we've got the mining set up where, um, like for instance, in Turkey, um, we were opening up a branch office as we speak, uh, that should be done in the next two weeks. And, um, we've established a partnership with Natic coins. They're the first physical, um, location where you could take actual cash in. And then of course, you know, go through KYC for the compliance. And then we're able to provide them the liquidity on the on the digital side because he's got such a demand, like overwhelming demand. Actually, he can't service all his clients. 
uh, and we're able to, you know, bring in the, you know, the BTC or whatever he needs to, to help service his clients. So, um, so the mining definitely helps with that. Cool. Now, what about spot pay? Um, obviously, the the dream for crypto is that everyone can go and spend it in store everywhere. Go buy, a, you know, a bottle of milk, a cup of coffee. Um, so, how will the point of sale system work, and, and what's the user experience going to be like there? So, do we have an application on our phone? Uh, is it just a regular wallet? Is it a spot pay account? What's that going to look like? Well, spot pay, you know, like I was talking about before, um, we wanted to provide kind of like the the full spectrum of, um, you know, solution for, for our clients. And, and particularly here in the Black Sea region, there's very few, there, there's actually, there was a study done, um, it has a heat map, it's really interesting, where it has a heat map of all the, um, you know, retail, um, you know, businesses that accept digital currency as a payment. And, you know, like, predominantly it's in Western Europe, um, you know, at least for this, for this general region, um, mostly Western Europe, and then around the Black Sea region, very, very little activity. So I think that Spotcoin, as you know, the integrating organization, we're able to bridge the gap and kind of facilitate uh, payments to this region. So of course, you know, we'll have a secure point of sale system. Um, so for actual physical locations, um, you know, they can, you know, they can pay and buy their, you know, T-shirt or whatever, or you know, burger or whatever, whatever they want to buy. Uh, and then of course, we'll have an API in for, you know, the digital for the for the online uh, uh, customers as well with with the payment widget integration. So, Okay, cool. And is there uh, a set number of currencies that you want to support uh, with that point of sale system or is it going to be? Well, we, 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 we really like to stick to the, to the four core, right? So um, it's the same thing with our, with our digital exchange. So, um, you know, Neo gas, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Sibcoin. Um, and a lot of people never heard of Sibcoin. And I, so I'll, I'll talk about it for a minute. Uh, Sibcoin, we, we've got a great partnership with them. In fact, one of the owners of Sibcoin is an investor in Spotcoin, um, and they're a regional coin. They have offices in Moscow and Riga, and they're really providing liquidity um, in and out of the Russian ruble, and then also to Eastern Euro- European countries as well. Okay, great. Sounds good. Um, now, you've been around for a while, as you said. Uh, I think your, your OTC started in 2016, and you did you know, 10 million in transactions in 2017. So Spotcoin, you know, as it existed was, was successful, I guess you would say, as it was. What made you guys decide to, to tokenize uh, the company to do, do the token sale? And what's going to be the utility of the, of the spot token? Yeah, good question. So, you know, we, we kind of saw, saw the writing on the wall as far as, um, you know, what, what's happening in the ecosystem. Um, we wanted to scale up further to meet the demand, the increasing demand. Um, so we decided to do an ICO. Um, and then, you know, as, as far as the token uh, concerned, we wanted to give back. So we're, we're actually offering a dividend token. So basically, um, we're offering 51% weekly dividends for our digital exchange, and then 12% quarterly dividends for other business lines. Um, and with that being said, I, you know, I wanted to talk quickly about standards. So um, this whole, you know, community, I think it's, it is kind of migrating towards self-regulation. Um, of course there's going to be regulations from governments and we welcome that. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I think like we, we definitely need some regulations, but from the self-regulating perspective, um, one thing that really kind of set Spotcoin apart from everybody else is 
we wanted to be like more transparent uh, as far as our ICO is concerned. So um, in accordance with the city of Zion, which I'm, you know, I'm sure you're very familiar with, um, they have their 11 evaluation criteria um, to really kind of make a determination on what a good ICO is. And so we t took that, we got, um, you know, assembled a independent review board um, that consisted of, consisted of nine, nine reviewers. And they basically, you know, dissected our white paper and they rated us. And we compiled and averaged out the, the ratings and we posted that right after our executive summary on our white paper um, for everybody to see. And I think that really set like a new standard. In my mind, it should be a requirement um, for all, you know, future ICOs, especially from NEO, um, that they should be independently reviewed and adhere to those evaluation criteria. Um, and then furthermore, um, going back, kind of circling back to the 12% um, dividends quarterly, um, we're going to be conducting quarterly audits, you know, just like, you know, the traditional businesses from the more institutional investors, they expect you to have a third party, you know, accounting firm do that quarterly reconciliation. And that's something we're going to incorporate. We're in final negotiations with a big four uh, company. I can't name who, um, but uh, that's going to be uh, closed here shortly. I, I anticipate in the next week and we'll make a big announcement with that. And that's going to be huge. Um, we'll, we'll be the first, um, to my knowledge, uh, ICO out there that's been audited by a big four for our capital raise. So that's going to be, you know, really, really big news. Awesome. Look forward to seeing that. Um, I was actually going to bring up the, uh, the the City of Zion guidelines um, that I saw that in your white paper that, and that you'd gone to the trouble to to measure yourselves against that and, and see how you came out. Because it, it seems to me that, uh, you know, you've you've really made an effort to, I guess, embrace the, the NEO community and the spirit of what NEO is is trying to do, um, you know, and that's an example of that in my eyes. And, you know, you've done other things like, you know, put together some nice videos of NEO hackathons. And um, if I'm not mistaken, you'll also list NEP5 tokens on the Spotcoin exchange uh, at no charge as, as long as, you know, they, they meet those guidelines. Uh, but then mm -hmm. the other thing you're doing, you know, is you're doing this airdrop for NEP5 token holders for, for Q-Link holders, Effect AI, Red Pulse, and Switchio. Um, so do you want mm -hmm. to tell us a little bit about that? And just as a part B to that, I suppose, um, you know, not to just sit here and stroke our own Neo ego, but um, did, did you look at other platforms before choosing Neo and, and what made you go down this path? Yeah, of course. I mean, good question. Um, you know, I'll be really, uh, really honest with you when, you know, when I took over the company in September of last year, um, it was kind of like, uh, you know, the ICO checklist, you know, like, okay, you know, Ethereum, ERC20 smart check, you know, check, you know, like everyone was just going with ERC20. We were going to go with it as well. Um, and just didn't really give it a second thought. Um, but the more I started studying, um, you know, cause I'm, I, you know, I am new, new to this uh, community. Um, it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so I had my ICO program manager and, you know, our, uh, our legal team, we, we did some research, we, you know, cross compared a number of different, uh, possibilities, you know, not just Ethereum. Um, and basically we assembled our own evaluation criteria. Um, this is before we knew about the, the COZ uh, 11 and, um, you know, did, did, uh, it took us about two weeks, um, cause we were back and forth on it and, you know, essentially like Neo, it made absolute sense. And what for me, that was kind of the final selling point was Neo actually had a vision you know, a lot of these other organizations, they're so short term and you don't really know if they're going to be, you know, sticking around. And if, you know, like we're a long-term company, if you look on our white paper, you know, at the end, 
and we go out to 2021, you know, like showing that we have a plan outside the ICO. We're not going to just, you know, raise all this money and then not actually execute what we're saying. Um, so that, that sold me on Neo. Um, with that being said, when I was kind of circling back to the integrating organization, we have really great relationships with Red Pulse. You know, I speak with Jonathan Ha at our summit. And, um, just when I was in Istanbul, I called him. Um, I spoke with Jack this morning from Switchio. Um, and I just visited Chris in Amsterdam, uh, from Effect AI. And we have really good relationship with Susan from QLink. We interviewed her in Amsterdam as well. So we really wanted to take care of the quality companies um, that have already proven themselves in the community, and we wanted, you know, their communities to um, really know that they invested wisely into those organizations, and they should be rewarded for their investment um, via, you know, spot. Um, and you know, as soon as we released this thing, our Telegram community over, you know, doubled in size in 24 hours. It was really like amazing. Yeah. Yep. Um, how, how responsive everybody was. Um, we actually now we're up almost, almost triple. It's pretty insane in just 48 hours. So, um, yeah, like we're, we're, we're really excited about the, the airdrop. Um, we're excited to highlight each one of those organizations. We actually have a fifth one that I can't name, unfortunately. Um, that is, uh, which is this huge organization, um, that is in their final kind of decision-making process. Um, so if they come on board, then I think, uh, it'll be even more exciting for everybody. Awesome. Sounds good. Now, um, you know, as we've discussed, the company's based in Georgia, there's a lot of, um, great stuff going on there as, as far as you know, cryptocurrencies and blockchain goes, as far as Spotcoin's efforts go, how much of that will remain focused on Georgia and the Black Sea region? And how much are you going to do to expand into a more global operation? Good question. So we already have representative offices in um, in Yerevan and Armenia, and also in Amsterdam. Um, and so, and our, a number of our clients, you know, like we, we don't just service clients in the Black Sea region. We have clients in Israel. We have clients in Western Europe. So it's not just in this region. In fact, actually, most of our clients, the OTC side, um, are not even in the in, in the Black Sea region. So, um, you know, really from the education standpoint that that's really like the highlight for the region. Um, but at the same time, you know, like we are excited to, you know, explore other possibilities. Like Sunday I'm headed to Seoul, South Korea. Um, actually right after that, I'm going to Taipei. We have, um, I wouldn't call an office in Taipei, but we we have a, a development team that's growing. Um, that's actually directly supporting the city of Zion. So one of our lead blockchain developers, Joshua Chen, is working on the NeoPython, um, you know, backend uh, development process, also helping with the Neon Wallet. Um, so we're really excited to contribute in that fashion, um, as well as we're doing document translation as well for, for the city of Zion um, to translate documents into to Russian. Um, we restarted that. We've got, you know, most of the documents completed and then we're working, you know, the other language as well. So Georgian, Turkish, and, and, and so forth. Cool. Sounds good. Um, and then your token sales on the horizon, right? So uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, so um, we're doing a pre-ICO. Um, basically, it's going to happen this month. Um, I can't tell you the date. It's a secret. But uh, it, it'll, be, uh, it'll be released soon. And then basically after pre-ICO, we'll have our ICO. Um, we'll, we'll have a whitelisting period, and then we'll launch our ICO. So... Definitely stay tuned to our Telegram channel, and we'll have 
of those updates um, you know, shortly for the community. Cool. And that was going to be my next and probably last question. If people want to get involved in SpotCoin, join the, join the community or, or just to learn more, where should they go? Is the Telegram the best place or is there other options as well? Yeah, I mean, realistically, the Telegram is the best. It's just SpotCoin team um, in uh, in Telegram, and then of course, you know, go to our website, SpotCoin.com, uh, if you want to read any anything additional. Awesome. So, so if you're listening to this, guys, uh, on YouTube or um, iTunes, uh, where we will have those links uh, below the video um, or in the notes. So take a look at that, guys. Um, and I guess, Tim, thanks for coming on the podcast, mate. I uh, appreciate hearing about what you're doing. It definitely sounds exciting. A lot of uh, interesting opportunities in your part of the world. Um, so good luck with the token sale and um, can't wait to see where this all goes. Yeah, definitely. And uh, have fun in uh, Texas. <laughs> thanks, so, mate. Uh... Dodging tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, okay.